Welcome okay. to Hellas Footy Podcast, Episode 17. I'm your host, George. Let's get started. Greg, how are you, man? Good, mate. Enjoying the Sydney sun? Wow, it was a bit freezing last night this morning, man. But I don't know, <laughs> as long as it's not raining like last year. Yes. Uh, and Stephen? Yeah, good. Thank you, George. The World Cup's underway, so I've been following that yes. <laughs> as much as I can already. Yes, Just uh, binging all the games, yeah. England uh, having a big win. Um, good win over Iran, yeah. Very good win. Impressive. Yeah, so, yeah very Kaya Saka in particular was really good. Really, really um, impressive. Who's the Birmingham player that had his jersey retired? Well, is, oh, is, Jude Bellingham. Yeah, so there you go. So that's uh, He was good as well, to be fair. He had that, a that's too. a masterstroke from um, from Birmingham. Well, from, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's a masterstroke. But anyway, maybe one day the ethnic your mother will retire a beautiful jersey of a player. Um, um, we'll see. Anyway, guys, so um, today's episode, it's completely ethnic your mother based, um, obviously with uh, the World Cup break um, coming up upon us now. So um, we'll break down the games, we'll look at the kind of information and we'll look at the kind of reaction from um, from fans, um, you know, to what happened uh, over these last two games. So we'll get into it. First up, the first game here, um, away to Malta. We had a two-all draw. Now, just to look at the lineup there, firstly, um, there was a lot of players missing as well from from the ethnic or mother. So we thought, you know, will it give an opportunity for Poyer to um, to try something different? Um, but ultimately, you know, things as much as we like difference, things ch- stay the same there. Um, in goal was Pascalakis, Yanulis, uh, Savelas, Hadzidiakos, and Rota in the back line. Uh, Madalosiopis and Bacasetas with Pelkas, uh, Ioannidis, and Hasiovanis up front there as well. We had a two or draw with Malta. Um, Bacasetas opened up the scoring in the 39th minute. Uh, De Gabriel in the 54. Fourth minute equalised for Malta. 67th minute, they actually took the lead um, in this match. Um, and Funtas uh, saved the day in the 86th minute with a draw. Greg, disappointing draw. Yeah, absolutely. Especially, um, I mean, we spoke about the selections last week. Um, but I, I was so looking forward to these games just to see something a little bit more, you know, different. Um and some of the players that get called up, I would have loved that. The players that get called up and never get game time. I was really looking forward to some of these guys getting a game time. So um, it was good to see Pascalakis in goal. Um, Tavellas, centre back, though. Like, come on. Like, we're playing the, one of the oldest centre backs there and against a friendly against Malta. Why not, you know, um, pick one of the guys that um, don't get too much game time? Or even talking, or even, you know, we speak, we speak about Nicolau, who plays in Italy. Um, get, not even getting picked and not even getting a chance, but Tavellas gets a chance in this game. For me, that's just a, a big fail. Rota and Yanulis are left and right back. Yeah, fair enough. They, they could do it some time. Uh, then, but when, uh, one of the things I commented on um, when I saw the lineup, Ioannidis, Pelkas, Giovannis, the front three with Bacasetas, Mandalos, and Siopis behind them. Um, I just said, where the go- outside of Bacasetas, where are these goals going to come from? Well, um, yeah. He got on the score sheet. He's got a nice goal. Yep. Um, and Pelkas... Every so often can produce uh, some good football and, and give that assist, but um, I just I saw the lineup and because it was such a crap time for us in Australia, I didn't get to see much of this game or we'll catch a lot of highlights. But I've read up on it and that, and um, it was a very um, unspirited performance from this from this team. Uh, 
Uh, I don't know whether they had their mind on holidays or on the Hungary game or injuries or whatnot, but um, to go down 2-1 to, to Hungary as well, I mean, sorry, to Malta, that's um, pretty bad. And then uh, he brought on Bukalakis at halftime. Again, come on, man. And one of the things I've mentioned in, in general, like he wanted to try new things. What, what are you trying new today? You're trying, we're playing all our out-of-form out players for these games that we, we, we meant so much and could have tried out so many in-form players. So that really does my head in. Um, of course, Bukalakis gave away the penalty to make it 2-1. Uh, I thought both goals, I was quite interested. I, I want to know, um, a lot of commentary around the two Maltese goals that I saw online. But when I saw the goals, they're, they're perfectly fine. The, the first one is on onside. It's a great run from the attacker. And he it's a complete penalty. He puts his hand out to block a ball going into goals. It's no, There's no question about it. So I don't know why people are watching games with so much blinkers on. It's it's They were two fair goals. Um I do believe that we should have had a penalty come our way in the second half and then Fundas. I was hoping Fundas would get a lot more game time because I actually think he's one of the guys that can actually score and make well, a difference. Well, so, let's, let's and just, he did that. And we'll think about it first of all. I mean, you've touched on a lot of things here. Um, when we got a friendly in a situation where we've where we've achieved our target, you know, and that's topping our uh, Nations League group, right? You, you would be looking at the future, and then exactly what you said there. It, how do you have one eye on the future when you're still, uh, you know, playing thirty uh, four year olds um, or bringing in um, players that aren't out of that are out of form and, it, and it's almost like this back to the future type situation mm. that we find ourselves in where we yeah. where the coaches say things but they, they're, they're almost too scared so I mean Stephen and I'll put this question to you are they scared because these players are simply not good enough on the training field I mean what's what's the go and they're just and they're going with the cautious approach because you know guys like Savela and Buhalakis have been there done that well, they haven't. That's the that's the thing. Like, I guess, I guess to a certain extent, well, yeah, they haven't. But not yeah, for the national team. No, like, no, but, like, you know, and and I, I don't really understand their selections either. You know, even from an Olivia Agos perspective, Borja Lackis has hardly played this season. So why is he being called up? It's not like we've now got, an, it's not like we don't have enough depth to not call him up. That we could have picked somebody else from a who was playing abroad or playing domestically. And so Savelas as well as Greg highlighted. Why wasn't Nicolau picked? You know, there were a couple of other centre backs that probably were more deserved, far more deserving than him. And and, and, and you know, I I like to hope that over these two friendlies, Poyet picked these players because he wants to know which players will be who will be taking to the actual qualifiers, as well as the players who are of the quality to play for the ethnic gear that weren't picked. Um, so maybe that's his mentality. I'm hoping because that's is a, it, for me. That's a, I, I'm hoping it might not be. I might just be grasping at straws, but it might be. It might be because there might be players who who performed in a way in which that he might not pick them now because of because of these two friendlies. Who knows? I mean, that that's that's kind of how I go about it. But you, you, I'm not the manager of Greece. So. No, no, that's right. And um, I mean, you look at a player like Greg. I'll get back to you here. You look at a player like Retos, for instance, right? He was picked and he played in the subsequent game, the following game. Now, now he's a young guy. He's a lot of injury issues and all that so i mean him being picked was it probably warranted on form no um but on potential yeah maybe because we all know what the kind of skills he has but don't you think greg he would be one of the players that you'd say you know what i'm going to give you game are you going to play 90 minutes in both games would you do that 
Uh, not not necessarily ninety minutes in both games. Well, you know, but but, um, but, get, but get sorry, can... give him time. You'd give him a fair well, because, amount of game time. Yeah. Well, because how did the Alcos play ninety minutes both games? So my, too, eh? my my and it's not really an argument. I'm just trying to look for the future. And Hadzi Diakos is one of our key players. So I mean, uh, I'm grateful that he played ninety minutes and he got some. But it's it, it just it's trying to it's trying to understand, I guess, um, what we're looking at here. Even uh, Ioannidis, uh, forty, like, Barthnekos are absolutely killing it. Um, but I don't know many Barthnekos fans that are singing his praises. So, well, I always said when I first saw him play, I was I was quite excited. But then the more I saw him play, uh, he's okay, but um, he's uh, he's not going to. There was a lot of heavy touches in the hungry game with him, and, and they that, dispossessed him quite easy. And that's what the, the that's what the Bale fans are saying that he's yeah. okay. He's not, you know, like we're winning, so you can't begrudge the guy. And he's he's all his efforts there, but. What are we trying to achieve there? Because we're not a team that ever scores goals. We've never, we, you know, for the for as long as we can remember, we don't put the goals away when we should. And then you look we're at Poy- on a heart attack. Yeah, and then you look at Gus Poyet's record as a club coach um, and as a coach where he's um, he's always had his team scoring goals. So it, it's an interesting situation where we find ourselves. I mean, what do you think? Um, you know, Pelkas did in the game, Stephen. How did you think he went? He was in and out. He flitted in and out. And I think mm. this is the biggest problem with, with Greece right now, that we don't really have a true number 10 slash kind of that kind of creative player that we could have in the midfield to really drive us forward. And I think we're missing that in, well, Costas Fortunis. Um, and I think that maybe, maybe if he gets picked... Uh, well, maybe if he's playing enough game time for Olympiagos in the new year and he, then he justifies being picked, then I think he could bring a lot more than somebody like Belgas, who I think should be kept being picked because he's doing well for Hull City. He's doing, oh, he's he's doing a good fine player. in the championship. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he's a good player. But I think I think just in both, well, in, in this game, especially against Malta, he really flitted in and out. And, and one other thing, with uh, points we made them look really good, like especially on their, their wing play. They absolutely like tore us apart in the counter-attack at times. And it's Malta, you know, and, and this is the second time I've, I can't believe this is the second time in the space of year that I've watched Malta get a result against a team that I support, i.e. Cyprus as well, when they drew in the, yeah. against them as well. Oh, goodness me. Well, they, and, play, they, they played a three, three man back line. So I wonder if they, they saw something with a, with a five man midfield. So I wonder if they saw something within our team and they said we can exploit um, their line. I mean, what do you reckon, Greg? Well, we saw we, they probably maybe took a page out of Cyprus, who incidentally in the game in Cyprus, every time they attacked, uh, especially in that first half, were giving us nightmares and, and breaking us up big time. And uh, I think I remember talking about that game. Some good diagonal runs, like the goal Malta scored, and we're at sixes and sevens. So um, if they did a bit of homework, they would have seen get because we're usually, you know, we're the team that usually dispossesses teams and gets it on the attack. Um, but we're also used to that that other style of game where um, we're playing against parked buses. But a lot of the times uh, we don't get really, really quick counterattacks. But when we do, and we're talking about teams like Cyprus and Malta, when we did happen, we we really got caught out. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, we look at the substitutions at half time. So, what the, the half time score there was, um, uh, sorry, it was 1 0 our way. So, you're thinking, okay, 1 0 our way. And then Bacasetas comes off for Bukhalaki. So, you're thinking to yourself, okay, what's that about? Tavela for Kuliarakis. I get it. Yep. I don't mind that. Um, yep. 
straight at half time. So, and that's what crazy was when he took out Bacasetas. We had, I guess, maybe Mandalos took his spot and then um, Bukalakis joined. Shop is back there, but against Malta, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be resting on a one nil in a friendly match. You shouldn't be resting on a one nil lead. Yeah, that's my thought there, especially when you're taking off the the, the most informed player of the ethnic your mother at this moment, and you're putting on one of the most. Well, I wouldn't say out of form, but he's yeah, he's, it's true. He, no, Bukalaki, yeah. he's out of form. He is out of form at club level, and you know, um, he's been out of form for a while. I mean, this guy went from a couple of years ago where he was our captain linchpin at Olympiacos and could do no wrong, and was actually playing like a machine to becoming a bit part player. Um, it made no sense there at half time to make that substitution there. The Tavella one I get, um, but that one there, and we kind of lost it a little bit as well there because. You're taking out a player that's in form, Stephen, and you and you're putting in a player that's not in form, and then you you you, and then you have to skew the squad around because it's not a like it's not a like for like uh, substitution. Sorry, Greg, you were going to say something. This is why it annoys me that, um, uh, and it could be argued that he's still quite young and hasn't had a huge amount of time with Bulk, but why you wouldn't uh, involve the hottest player in the Super League, Constantelias? I don't care about his age. Um, why won't you get him involved? Uh, give him a bit of a run against a team like Malta. The guy was able to handle the Aik um, Bauk Derby quite well. He handled the Olympia Course Derby well, uh, quite well. I'm sure he's going to be okay to handle a game against Malta in an empty stadium. Um, uh, and instead, we're, we're, we're taking off the only guy that really can score in Bacasetas and putting um, Bukalakis on, who's just been in tragic form for six months. So mm. just I, I just see that as a huge missed opportunity. Even Kiriakopoulos can play in the centre midfield and be really good there. He I wasn't mean, given a time. It, it, and the, the most obvious one of all, Alexandropoulos. <laughs> 10 minutes. 10 minutes. I mean, if you go, if you want to keep going, like Alexander, um, sorry, Alexander, Andreas and Toy as well. Yeah. The, yeah, the, yeah, the, the young yes. Olympiacos defender. Like, yes. he's not even, and he's not even a defender. So maybe there's, and there's issues with his citizenship and all that. Um, but again, classic Greece to miss opportunities to look at players like that. Because when you look at the substitutions and even afterwards, um, Funtas came on for Pelkas. Okay, Duvikas. Duvikas probably should have been starting, to be honest, over Ioannidis. Uh, Kiriakopoulos came on in the 79th minute and exactly, and Alexandropoulos came on for a, for a lousy 10 minutes. Guys like Alexandropoulos, Kuliarakis, Duvikas, Kiriakopoulos, they're our future. They're the guys that should be starting and they sh- they're the ones that should be given these opportunities. Against, and again, against teams like Malta, we obviously chose this friendly match for various reasons and one of them was because they're an easier opponent. Um but it, I don't know, Stephen. I mean, I'm, I'm just trying. I'm trying to scratch my head here. How how we we went played Malta and we played so badly. I'll be got a draw. But but then, like I said, I go back to my previous point, George. We made them look good, and they're not a good team. And they're not know? a good team. And, and and even despite how they played against Cyprus in the in the previous qualifiers, on paper, I'm, I'm I I know Cyprus are a better team than Malta, but Cyprus made them look good as well. And then that's the problem. I think that it's a bit of naivety from from probably the manager and from the, the players as well. But, and yes, this is a friendly and it ultimately doesn't mean a huge amount. And I said this on social media as well, but you still got to take them a bit seriously and like try and get yourself some confidence and some form going into the qualifiers, you know, no matter who you're mm. playing against, whether you're playing 
you know, the bottom ranked team or the top ranked team. You've yeah. got to try, you know. And because um, the, the, the players, they're not on holiday. So the players that, that aren't going to the World Cup, they're playing with their training every day. They've got friendly matches with their clubs. So they, they're not they're not given a month break. So we can't turn around and say the players didn't want to be there because they'd rather be, you know, trying to get the last minute a bit of sun in, um, you know, in the south of Spain or something. It, it doesn't – or, you know, south of Portugal or wherever, you know. Um, so it doesn't really make sense what – they looked flat. You agree? Yeah, and maybe that's because they were tired. It has been a long season for for a fair few players. Um, Doesn't matter more if, more they were, if they were in the work. if they were in the World Cup. You know that that it shouldn't be an excuse. So no, no, it shouldn't be. Do, do you think? Do you think Greg and I'll go to you with this one? Here, do you think? Um, do you think Poyer not underestimated? I mean, what do you think Poyer was thinking after this match? I guess that's that's my question. Well, I would have. I can't answer that because what I thought he would have been thinking, he didn't show that in against Hungary. He went with a, a, a bit of a, a poor yeah. setup there as well. I don't yeah. know, man. I don't know why he keeps picking people like Papa Nicolau, like um, Wutas, uh, Kotsiras, um, who else is there? Uh, the rest of them, you know, what is even Athanasiavis? Why does he keep picking players? And Athanasiavis is only, I can't put in that category, but why keep picking these guys for like six months now? And not giving these guys and a chance, except we're just giving the same guys yeah. the same chance where we get the same result. Yeah. Uh, does my head in. Yeah, I mean, that's it. And look, it's a nice segue there. We'll move on to that next match there. So um, second leg, we played Hungary. Um, and we went down 2-1 two, two, in that match there. Uh, Roland uh, Salain, 15th minute, got the goals opening for the Hungarians. Um, and it looked like it was going to be a 1-0 uh, win for them. Bakasetas, 81st minute, uh, gets a penalty and scores it. Um, and just when we thought uh, it was going to be a draw, um, the ethnic girl mother pulled an Olympiakos moment out and... Uh, you know, gave it was the an game. goalkeeper. <laughs> gave the, well, he was to gave the game away in the 90th minute with a Zolt Kalma goal. Uh, the lineup in that game, as Greg was alluding to, there was a few changes there, but uh, Pascalakis was in goal. Yanuli started along with Retsos, Hadzidiakos, and Rota. Uh, Buhalakis, Kurbelis, uh, Bakasetas, Mandalos, uh, Ioannidis, and Masuras. So again, you're starting okay. So he gave you. I need this both games. Both started both games. Um, Buchalakis, who came on and did absolutely nothing, got awarded with a start in this match. Um, guys, work with me here, Greg. I mean, what are you saying? Um, uh, yeah. Look, uh, and to that as well. Look, I'm an Ike fan, and Lazarus Rota started this game again. Uh, Rota um, started this game again. Uh, yeah. I would have. Uh, uh, to personally, I still think uh, Vaganidis. He doesn't get a lot of game time at, Pau, at Panathinaikos. I actually think he's better than Rota and um, Kotsiras. But for what it's worth, I would have loved to have seen Kotsiras get a run here. I know what Rota can do. And he played an okay game, but he played against Malta. Or the other way around, give the other guys some game time. Well, um, would have loved to have seen uh, Papa Nicolau get a full game with uh, next to Kurbelis in this game. We've seen Kurbelis and Bukalakis play together a lot and doesn't really get you too far, but... The positives, look, we played some good football. Until they scored, we were controlling the game. Our passing was good. We are holding on to possession. Um, but in attack, and uh, pff, he was playing Mandalos on one wing and Masuras on the other, trying to feed Ioannidis against the giant three in, of Hungary in Sazali, Orban, and Botka. Um, 
of course we couldn't do anything. We're trying to cross into Ioannidis. Uh, he couldn't get to it. The few times we played to his to his feet, uh, um, he lost it a lot of the times. And or you know we just couldn't get any penetration on the wings, and we just couldn't penetrate Hungary at all. So no. that was super frustrating. When I thought again, um, uh, Fundas would have probably been able to do better. People that we've left away from the ethnic gear, I think we could have really impressed in this game. Um, and and for for. You know, even we we scored a goal without really penetrating any of the Hungarian defense. Pakasetas is a good player, but he's not someone who's gonna make the difference himself. He, he needs support. He needs good. And I've said it for ages. He needs fast players around him, especially the wingers. And when we get that, he, he, it's great. And he, we can see what when he gets position in a good area, he, he's dangerous as. So um, why would I utilize that and build? You know, if it is Bakasetas that we're going to build our team around, get some good wingers in there. It's clear. It's clear. He's he's the one that we're building the team around. There's let's. There's no denying that. I mean, Stephen, do you? It's clear as day. He's the man. Which is um, fine. Which is fine. Yeah, that's the, fine. The, the, yeah. Co- the coach has his latest claim there. We uh, Greg has watched him, you know, closely being an AIC man as well. Um, He's been good for the ethnic your mother, so you know. He's... In the last three years, yes. Yeah, um, there's another guy. There's sorry, sorry. There's another guy, Saliakas. I mean, he's he plays week in week out for his club in Germany. Yes, you beat me to it. You know, I've actually got that written down. Saliakas, another guy that totally deserves a, a spot there. And the big difference between Saliakas and Rota, uh, they both go up and down quite well. But Saliakas can actually score goals, and I've said it. Um, I've said it in AIC forums. I've said it to my AIC fans. Rota's a good player, but the guy can't score to save his life. Saliakas, um, and, and sorry, Greg, I'll just, I'll just jump in there. Saliakas yeah. is averaging 7.09 out of 10 uh, as an average game rating. Um, his worst game he's had was a 6.5 in a two-all draw for his club. Um, but he's all, majority of his games, about 90% of his games are above seven seven points there. Um Week in, week out, average minutes is 79 minutes a game. So he's an out-and-out starter now for his club, St. Pauli. And if you remember, he also left Greece because he wanted to crack the ethnic your mother, and he said, this is my best opportunity. So I wonder what he's thinking. Uh, yeah, it's pretty – I think it's a, it's a raw deal, man. He, he should be there. It is a raw deal, and it's similar, Stephen, to what happened to Funtas for years where he wasn't getting picked when he was on fire, and then all of a sudden – he cashes in on his career in, in America, and now he's on. Now he's getting chosen. It just, I mean, he's like he's playing well in America. I'll bet the, the the dramas that he had. We won't even go into that, but um, they're all dismissed. But um, it it took him a, a solid three seasons of absolutely smashing it in Europe, still not getting picked, then deciding to cash in on his career because he had to restart it with a move to the MLS. And now he's in the ethnic your mother side. I mean, what's Saliakas thinking? Do I just do I just pull the pin on this on this move in Germany and, and hit the Arab leagues? Like Well, I, I feel like the reason Fundas eventually made it was because it took well, the reason why it took him so long is because I don't know, what there was a there was a lot of malignment on him. Like he I don't know, people didn't rate him, I guess, when he was in Greece and then when he moved to Europe, he he didn't move to a massive team, but then he started performing in a relatively decent league in the Austrian Bundesliga and and yeah he then he starts to get call-ups and not really get played and now he's like like as you said George he's now coming on he's still not even a starter he's really. not even a starter no no the, the, the problem is is that you can't it's hard to put um 
the the players that he wants to build the team around. If you're going to build a team around Bacasetas, I don't think you can start Funtas as well. Not that they're similar players. You can play him on the wing. Yeah, well, you can, but I think Funtas is a style of player that oh, I don't. I don't even know. I'm, I'm I feel funny. like Funtas is more of a for, like a, a wide forward, whereas Bacasetas probably need a more of a winger that can cut inside for him in that sense. Because I, I think, don't feel yeah, like yeah. I think he needs more wing back style. I think. <laughs> I think he needs Masuras when Masuras can play. Well, he needs good, good Masuras, <laughs> not, not Masuras. Because I, I was seeing uh, Greg's comments during the uh, during the match, and he was disappointed in uh, Masuras, and uh, like the rest of us, um, he's another one. He's another one of those malign players where we know we can, we know what he's capable of doing, Greg, but um, his inability. Well, to, and I've defended to, his runs in the past, but come on, every bloody forward pass, upside, upside that. And we couldn't penetrate these guys. So every time we got looked up decent, then I kept seeing the offside flag and I was just like, mm. oh, man. <laughs> it's a shame because it's exactly what he does at club level as well. And he, he has genuine pace. So for mm. it, it almost makes you wonder, like, is there Duvla in that head of his? Like, why isn't it being addressed with the coach? Pardon me. With the coaches, they're not addressing these these runs that he's making. So, or is it being addressed and it's part of me and it's not um it's not sinking it's in not sticking. I, I don't know because he does it at club it, level Stephen he has he, you can even like even though his form has been really poor for Olivia Goss you can see still see his ability and what he's capable of but then he'll his decision making at the very most important moments it's been terrible and yeah it must there has to be something psychologically that has to be talked to with him and and how he can get past that, and maybe it, I've said it before. Maybe it's because he's been overplayed as well, so he's overthinking everything too. Because Could him be. and, and Reb Chuk for Olympiagos have played more or less every minute for the last what two three seasons. So uh, maybe he needs a maybe he needs a break from club from just just to kind of sit on the bench and come on as a sub again. And that's how he first broke into the team. Anyway, he was coming on as an impact sub and making the difference, and then he became a starter I think, for Filipiago. So I, I think, maybe that's what he needs. I, I think sometimes you get um, we you know we get dazzled and romanticized or whatever by those mazy runs that he makes runs with the ball, and we uh, sometimes forget that. You know, he'll make this beautiful run, then he'll put it in the grandstand, or you know, or or the ball for or he'll miss a sitter, or he'll miss a sitter. But everyone's like, everyone wants to talk about the fact that he was there to put it into, you know, he was there to put the cross in, or he made the run to have an opportunity to shoot. And we actually forget that. Well, yeah, but he's actually missing these opportunities as well, it's, or, it's he's, or like, he's breaking down a play. Sorry, Steve. It's almost like he doesn't believe his own ability because when he's fully confident, he's brilliant. He, well, you know, he, he's capable of playing in a bigger league than, um, than, than the Super League, certainly. Um, that, obviously, I'm not saying like the elite level, but I'm certainly saying like, that's a well, that's a bit higher level than, than Greece is right now. Um, but then the reason why he hasn't taken that step up is because of because of things like this, where he goes on periods where he looks a shadow of his former self. That was uh that was Bukalakis as well. Like Bukalakis yes. went from one of our best players to this guy that's unrecognizable as a footballer these days. Um well he was he was I remember when we when we were in the Champions League with Pedro Martins 1926, he had the highest pass accuracy or or like long and also yeah. longest runs of almost any player in the group stage so it was yeah. unbelievable like how he would he ran further than any player in that group stage um but yeah he's just 
he's a he's even he's 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 even more, he's even more far gone than Masuras, arguably. Yeah. He's another one. And Greg, I'll go to you. Alexandropoulos. Two matches, 10 minutes. It's not. Uh, yeah, he's never shown um, a lot of faith in him. And it's a real shame because, he, again, even in the Malta game, he's a type of player, a type of midfielder you need. He's got that. He does have a bit of an attacking spark to him and he can, he can really, he can take on players as well. So, um, massive shame. It, it would have, I would have loved to have seen him start next to, um, uh, Kurbelis in the Hungary game as well. So um, it's just it's just really disappointing that he doesn't give him the game time. The, the one thing that one, may or may not go against him, I'm looking at his stats in Portugal. There, he's he's played um, he's only played five matches and he's he's had an average out of uh, 18 minutes per game, and his uh, score rating is 6.65. So. Maybe the transition years is isn't you know it's it's a little bit rickety for him, but again he's only a twenty year old, so you know that's it's not a it's not a foregone conclusion there for him. He's still learning the game, but again, why pick this kid and only give him twenty give him ten minutes in two matches there um, when you're giving when you when you're giving essentially one hundred eighty minutes to some players that don't deserve to play one hundred eighty minutes. That's right. Um, then you look at other guys, sorry, for instance, when we look on the, look on the bench there, um, I think you said it, Greg, when you got Athanasiadis, um, sitting there doing nothing, Kotsiras, um, even Barkas, who fought his way back into the side, um, after, you know, the terrible time that he's had at Celtic. What, why play Pascalakis in both games? Greg? But what do you think? Why is there a reason? What, I don't know, man. Yeah. Look, it's something we've seen in the past, and I really hate that it's sort of come back to that. Um, obviously, Poe is trying to get his complete uh, um, ratings from these guys to see what they can do and what they can't do. So that would be my guess and um, put us in a position where he can confidently select the best um, starting 11 come the European qualifiers, which is so important for us. Well, that's the thing. And here's the question that I put to you now. After these two matches, are there key? what are your key findings? What do you find in this, Greg? And the I key think, finding, um, just like the two, three bullet points. We don't have to go through the whole squad. I, I actually think Retzos did quite well. So I reckon Retzos is definitely someone who can um, play alongside Hadzidiakos or Mavropanos. Um, Yanulis, I was a bit surprised with. Didn't really see his... And I know he's, he's come back from injury, but he was definitely didn't see his, um, you know, his dangerous runs down the left where he cuts in and causes hell. So that was a bit of a surprise. Rota for me showed that he's a, a decent uh, player that can be in the squad, um, but I still think um, we can play some other, try some other players there. Um, uh, Luke Urbelis was his hard proven self. He did really well in the Hungary game. Um, uh, I still think the the other position there can be open for anyone outside of Bukhalakis. Um, I just hope he saw that, you know, playing Masuras, Ioannidis and Mandalos together is not really going to do anything great. You really need, yeah. what I've always said, you need two strong wingers in the Greek team to be able to open open the, the position up and do some stuff. And I'm just spewing he didn't give uh, guys like Lambro, um, even Emmanuel Alidis, um, or Constantelias are going in that type of position where they can really open up the other team with speed and, and skill and do that. And for me, surely, you know, against Gibraltar, surely we don't go with Ioannidis. 
Uh, Fran, you, you oh, got to play Yakumakis or Pablidis. Well, you'd like to think so there. Um, quick question, Greg. I don't know if you know the answer to this. Is is uh, Tavella, is, has he got a contract past this season with AIC? Uh From uh, from memory serves me right, this is his last season on contract with us. Has there been talk about him renewing? Has there been any Nothing, talk? nothing. Nothing. Uh, what's your opinion on him? Um, look, the, the club, club we've was, got club three was. players in front of him. Um Vida, Mukuri, and uh, I actually think uh, Mitoglu is actually I, I rate him better than Tabela. So, um, and we're going to buy more. We're going to buy more in the in the off season. So, um, uh, I don't think he's got maybe one more season max. At Aik or at Aik, yeah. Okay, yeah. Stephen, are you, am I, am I, are you doing some research here? To find it? It, 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 actually, he's, he's going to turn thirty-five. Um, I, think I was this just weekend, having a look. Yeah, I was just so having a look. He won't be at Aik for much longer. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I mean, I'd be surprised if he stays beyond this season. I, I'm. I was just looking for some news. Now I can't seem to find anything. With regards to that, but so in November yeah. he will turn thirty-five. So yeah. no, sorry, sorry, he just in in oh geez, in four days he turns on 35. Saturday. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Okay, so this time next year, so he's not going to be in ethnic your mother set up. No, so why why start even more? Why start him against Malta? And that's and and you know I'm not his biggest fan, but I'm not his, I'm not his biggest hater either. I can see I can see what what he's doing by bringing him in. But again, if you if you want to do that, you've got guys like dare I say Silvas, um, who was doing well. If you want to bring an old head in, um, you know the other old heads that they've been talked about. I mean, Manolas came out, and I don't know, guys. Please, people read. Uh, I'm not. This is <laughs> anyway. I just. If anyone doesn't know, Manolas was asked the question, answered it confidently, and said, "By the looks of things, I don't think I'm needed in this ethnic or mother, but I would never say no to a return if they want me." Now, I don't know how some people read that as Manolas wanting a return in the side. Um, it was a. It was a quote. It was a direct quote. And that's probably one of the biggest problems that we have with um, uh, the generation of players, including Tavella, in, in, in that where people just see their name and they instantly just rage about it without reading it. He's done. He's in the Middle East. He's cashed in on his career. He's gone. He's finished. Um, but, you know, like any any player there, he got asked a question and he moved on. So I don't think he's a player that we should be looking at, bringing him back. I think Socrates is also gone. He's too far gone. He's, he's hit and missed now Olympiacos. He's playing well, for, I think, for Olympiacos. But, you know, we're not playing well as a whole side there. So... But if you want to look at old heads, Greg and Stephen, who who are the old heads you would think that you would keep in this side, or, or you know? So we, we're clearly, I think, a lot of people are thinking Bukalakis and probably Tavella are two old heads that are probably past their use-by date with the national side. Um, but you know, are there some other players where you think they can add value to the team? Who haven't been picked up? Uh, who who weren't picked this time round, George, or just or just um, kind of who just, were just, picked? Well, who who've, who've been picked? Who are on the peripheral of the side? Who just? I mean, some the team needs old heads. You can't just go with a complete young young side. You know, we don't have the talent like Belgium did a few years ago, where they just picked this young gun side and they just gave them a little bit of time and they they killed it. We don't have that talent at our disposal. So, well, I guess I guess the obvious one. He's not old, but is is I think he's close to thirty now. Is is Bakasetas obviously because 
Um, well, he's Gus a leech. Being now making him, yeah, it, Gus Poet's making him the, the talisman of the team, and, hmm. and and you know, based on his club form and his ethnic form, rightfully so. Um, and he's, you know, as you said, he's the captain too. Um, but yeah, some of the players need. Some of these players do need to be phased out. Like as we've said, Bukayalakis. You know, unless his form picks up for Olympiagos or he gets a game, consistent game time, I, I don't think he should be called up. Same with um, Savelas. You know, who is, I don't know how many minutes he's really uh, he's actually played for Ajax, but he's not. Well, he was, he was a starter. He was a starter up until he punched that pane of glass, wasn't he, Greg? Yeah, yeah. And now that was all down for. And, and seven years the, bad luck. And the team didn't go bad either with him. The, the, the team actually still played well and probably played just as good or better. I'm not sure. I've... No, we got a complete upgrade. We got Mukuri and then to mm. replace him. He's, he's a gun. I'm mm. very glad. <laughs> Look, all due respect to Tavellas, but it was a, it was a blessing because we got a much better player in his place. I'm looking at trans- he's a lot younger too. I'm looking at transfer market and his contract expires 30th of June 23. So his contract expires yeah. at the end of this season. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where Tavellas ends up. Um, and moving forward from that, it'll be interesting to see um, if we, you know, start to choose these guys. For me, it would have been nicer to see two different teams play both games. Yeah, I agree. That's the whole point, isn't That's it? That's the whole because point then, of friendlies. You then see rotation, more or less everyone gets yeah. to play and you get to see what they're made of. Yeah. Whereas Poyet didn't really rotate as much as I thought. But and then that and on the on that subject of Poyet, a lot of people have turned on him quite quickly after these two friendlies and look <laughs> I, some of his choices were frustrating but i don't understand why look with john van ship it made a lot more sense because over a progressive period of time he started to make decisions that were detrimental to us in important games whereas thus far for the mass, for the for the majority of poet in competitive play he's been he's been mostly good so i don't really understand why after two games that may basically meant nothing and it where we don't be. have our best team People it, have turned on him. That's, it will be it will be interesting if he learns anything from these. I mean, we'll know next. We'll know what happens in the next matches. Um, if he's going to make these same decisions, or if he's going to learn from these two results that we've seen. Um, and and at that point, he's more he's more um, you know he should be held more accountable for his decision making. And and I've said to people already that the qualifiers and the playoffs will will be the decision maker for, for Poyet as to whether he'll well, stay on as an ethnic manager. So Yeah, well that's right. That's right. Um Greg, do you think um Poyer's gonna make some changes? He has to. If we if we line up like this against Gibraltar, I'll be devastated because I I didn't have time to look up what the tiebreakers are in the European qualifiers, but I'm pretty sure it's head to head, I think. Uh might even be gold. It's head to head. Yeah, right? I think it's head to head. So okay, well, that's yeah. that's a blessing for us. That's right. We had that conversation. It's great yeah. for us because it's goal scoring is an our, our in specialty. Our nah. Okay, that's good. But um, uh, look, I'm sure with a he, he look, I was just drawing up a lineup and look with Yakumaki's back, Jolly's back. Um, what he does on the other wing, he'll be uh, see what he does. I'm pretty sure Limnios won't be ready by then. Um, but he can still put out a pretty strong lineup, and we're lucky that we played Gibraltar. Uh, in that fortnight, in that week, yeah. so we only get one game. So he could play a pretty good, strong lineup and really look to really knock them out of the out of the park. So I really hope he does that. But I hope we don't see things like we saw where uh, he's standing against <laughs> Giovanni's, uh, Belkas, and and uh, you know, this up front. Like I hope yeah. we don't see rubbish like that, which I'm sure he won't. Um, but I, I still think this was a great opportunity to really cement some strong players. Some strong uh, formations and, and and make a bit of a statement. 
And I was just looking at Paskalakis. He's actually 33. He turns 34 next year. So, again, what we said earlier about Athanasiadis, he's a lot younger. Why not give him a game instead of giving a 33-year-old goalkeeper? He probably won't you know, be 35 by the time the Euros come around. Well, when, when, when what's-his-name gets back after injury, he might not even be an automatic starter at Olympiacos. Um, yeah. Oh, Vachlik. Yeah, probably Vachlik. not. I, yeah, I so think that. he knows that as well because there's been talk of, of Solakis going out on loan because we already have three other for other keepers you know so mm. um yeah i i don't i can't i'd I be as good as baskalakis has been for us i i, I think vachlik will take his place and, oh, i think we put the mati on him because we've been praising baskalakis for how good he's been and then hungry scored that free kick when i saw i thought there was a massive deflection then i saw the replay and he, he yeah. just went just straight through straight past yeah so um on a positive note, guys, um, Bacasetas has turned a lot of hate into love. That's a good thing, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, go, Stephen. Yep. No, no, no. Sorry. It's it, fully because, unlike John Van Ship again, um, who who was, did make Bacasetas his talismanic player, he didn't utilize him properly. And that's why he was a, a passenger in so many games where he didn't look like he should be there and we should have a more creative player in his place. Whereas now, He's been put in a position whereby he is the man, he mm. is in charge on the pitch, and he is getting the goals. And look, that's that's not sustainable to carry Greece to a competition, but it's great to see, and I'm really pleased for him because he's now translating that club form into international form as well. Yeah. And and I love it. I love it. If he, I've, I've said it before, if he takes us to the Euros, I'm getting a shirt with his name on it. Fully. Yeah, well, there you go. That's how you know people have done a 180. Greg, what do you reckon? Like, you can see. Yeah, look, he's, you can he's, clearly he's see done it. well. He's, yeah. he's gone from. Uh, two or three years with Ethnic Gear where it's just been a bit of a horror show, not having much to show for and to really being the the, 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 the star of the team. Uh, the one guy that you know you can score through the spot or through open play. Um, he's taken his club form to the national team, which is, again, something we don't see Greek players do too often. Um, and he gives us all the confidence we need. But I just wish we, we'd play a strong team around him because if you give him... Um, you know, some good opportunities in dangerous areas. He can really cause some damage. And sometimes I don't think we do that enough. So Poyet's got a great, great little tool there that he can um, hopefully make the most out of. Speaking of uh, Poyet, one year in charge. Um, Greg, out of uh, rating, give us oh, your rating and why you rated it. With I'm going to give him a... a... A, B, C, D. Okay. I'll give him a B. I mean, we won the, the Nations League, something we struggled to do for a long time um, under JVS. Um, we saw some spirited performances in that, you know, beating the likes of Kosovo and Northern Ireland comfortably when in the past, recent past, we've, we've struggled to do that. Um, but a little worried, like the Cyprus game, the Malta game. What, so the Cyprus game, I, I can forgive that one, but what I saw in these two friendlies, and I think what, this is why we saw the reaction uh, from a lot of fans. It's just brought back a lot of bad memories of picking the same guys, out-of-form guys, rubbish lineups where we haven't made the most out of two critical games as we get into a, a huge qualifier. So I uh, still giving him a B. We did some good things in the uh, the Nations League. These two friendlies were um, were a massive fail. Um, but uh, what it really counts to is the first game against Gibraltar on the 24th of March and then the big one, the two huge games in, in June next year. So there's a long time till there. And we'll probably set up yeah. a few. I'm assuming there's going to be a few friendlies in the time of that, in all this time. So um, we'll definitely see a lot more. And But I just don't think he's done himself any favours over these two friendlies and how he approached them. 
No, and that my my concern, I'll go to you in a second, Steve. Where you you broached on that is my concern is the old ethnic your mother traits somehow creeped into these two two matches um, with a new coach. So new coach, old Malakias that have come back into the side. Surely he has seen that, and surely he's studied enough of the previous matches. You'd like to think so to see what's what's happened there. And well, he's going to club training sessions and all that, so that gave me confidence. Yeah. And he went to the bulk training session, which kind of gave me um, confidence. He might start in, uh, initializing. And look, he, he's put um, uh, Constantelias in there, so um, uh, that was uh, good. Um, so I'm hoping. I'm hoping we see. Oh, sorry, Kuliadakis. He's Kuliadakis. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's one thing. But I really hope to see some more uh, better attacking players. Well, Antoy well, said he wants to represent Greece um, after yeah. he represented Albania. Um, he's got dual citizenship in both. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. And seriously, if we can get him, Retsos, Khadzidiakos, uh, Mavropanos, man, you got. I think you've got four really strong central backs there. Absolutely, yeah, and that's the thing. If you can, if we can get, if we can get Retsos and Toy playing together at Olympia course, um, especially now where the season it's not over, but it's pretty much over with regards to winning the championship. It's the wrong way to go. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, we, we won't talk Greek. We won't talk the Super League now. Um, we just if, reversed our roles from the past few seasons. That's we have. I know that's right. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I said. I said when Steve put out his uh, season half year review, we've gone from the hunter to the hunting. You know, with the, the hunt. Sorry to the hunter now. So um, we'll see how the uh, how the others like to chase. But going back, you know, um, um, Socrates is getting on. I think he's got another year at the club, but you know that doesn't mean much at Olympia, of course, because players come and go there. Um, so if we can get Retsos and um, and Doi playing well. That could be the future, and hopefully that transitions into the ethnic key, along with obviously your two starters who are going to be Mavropanos and um, Khadzidiakos. So we've always been flush with uh, great central defenders. It's just about trying to maximise it. Um, Stephen, rating why? Twelve months. I, I'm I'm with Greg. I give it a, a good solid B because we topped the Nations League group, which we've never done before. Uh, amazingly, and we're probably. Being in League B is probably now more our level. I'd say we're like in between of a low B to a high C um, with regards to the Nations League, but that's just my opinion. Um, Where I take points off certain matches, especially the friendlies where players could have been called up that weren't and things happen that shouldn't have, especially. And and for some reason, Greece still continue this trend for the of not performing against absolutely tiny nations, which really confuses me. The list continues of embarrassing results against, you know, um, uh, you name a, you name a, a, a minnow nation, we've probably lost or drawn to them. Um, but that's not necessarily Poet's fault it's overall. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I, I'm happy with what I'm seeing overall. And I hope the qualifiers go well or well enough that we have a strong showing and then go into the playoffs with a bit of momentum. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. So um, I'm with you guys. It's a solid B. Um, I think it would have been an A, but I think the these two friendlies just uh, just old stuff creeped back in that scared me a little bit. So um, 
you know, I could. It's a great job. Not discounting, he's done an amazing job so far. I just hope that he see what he saw in these last couple of weeks or these last two games. Sorry, um, is enough for him to to understand. He might as well have called up Fifth Zivis and given him a run. Well, the, the, who the I moment, still think could probably do something on the wing more than what we had in these games. Well, you know, let, let, we we can say that till our tongue falls off. But um, yeah, if you're picking guys in the MLS in Funtas, you know. You might as well pick guys from the uh, from the Middle East who are. Who I mean, look, playing, hey, playing, Belgium playing well. are um, Belgium picked Jason Denier from the UAE, so he's yeah. Manolas teammate. So you know, well, why they, can't Greece do it when they're not in the World Cup? There you go. Um, just looking at the Hungarian side, it looks like there might be a uh, token Greek in there, Peter Zapanos. But it's a S Z. There you go, Peter S. It's an S Z A. But that could be just the way they've decided to well, spell it. They also they? have they also have the most unHungarian name ever, Harry Styles, in their team. <laughs> oh well, there you go. Isn't Hungary? They they got like a mix of like. Um, yeah, yeah. I they, think he they, plays they, in the championship, or, or doesn't he, George? Pete, I think Peter Zapanos. Have a look. Is we're just having a look at how is it Harry Styles? Is it Harry Styles or is it? Or am I getting completely mixed up here? Um. Who knows? Uh, there was somebody. There was somebody. I can't remember. International. Oh, career, that's it. Callum it? Styles, not Harry Styles. Oh, Callum that, Styles. That's, that's his, it. That's Plays his for brother. Wall. Yeah. <laughs> that's his brother. No, I don't know. This is a panel squad. Doesn't look great. Well, maybe it does look great. Who knows? Um, it doesn't matter. Look, he's Hungarian. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Two games. At the end of the day, they're, 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 they're token games, and hopefully – he gave Poye and um, his assistants um, an opportunity to see and maybe nail down a few players and maybe give a few players taps on the shoulders there to move them on and um, yeah, and go from there. There's a lot to there's a lot to gain from these if they um, if they've done their homework on the players there and seen what uh, what's available and what we can do. Uh, got a question here as well for us guys. Um, and I'll put it out to oh, I'll put it out to you, Greg. Here from uh, Costas Carayuris. Carayuris, Carayuris. So Costa, if I've mispronounced it, I'm very sorry. Carayuris. Um, double double question here. Um, hey guys, quick question for the for the podcast. Um, are you concerned that the next couple of years is the end of our golden era of decent players, as plenty of them are at or nearly past their peaks, such as Fortunis, 30 years old, Mantalos, 31, Bacasetas, 29, Siopis, 28, Tavella, 34? Or are you confident in the young Greek talent coming in of the likes of Alexandropoulos, uh, Tsiolis, Papanikolaou, Limnios? With some players about to pass their peak, does it make this 24-euro qualifier even important? I want to hit the first one, Greg, before I give it to yeah, you. Yeah, go for it. I think... It's a wasted generation. Those old those players that are in their late twenties. That's what early, I was going to say. Late yeah. twenty, early thirties. It's not a golden generation. Yeah. It's a wasted generation, and then you can add a few more players to that list that aren't even there now. Like Manolas is one of them. Um, there, Socrates started his career late, so he was probably finished. So you can probably exclude him from that. Maybe, maybe not. Um, it's definitely a wasted generation because in, of the last 10 years, we've done absolutely nothing. Um, and these guys were all, all in their peak at that period of time, uh, one way or the other. Greg, sorry, 
What do you? No, nah, look, man, that was my first thing I was going to say. It's definitely not in a golden era of decent of decent players. I mean, compared to past generations, this is well, the worst generation of of players that I've really seen. To be honest, yeah. um, I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not actually worried about uh, the future. I think we're probably going to become stronger eventually. The only position that worries me <clears throat> is the central midfielder position. So we've got Bakasetas there. He's 29. Um, uh, Fortunis might come good. So, you know, we, we've probably covered there for, uh, you know, two, three years. Um, I'm really hoping to see Constantelias move into that position and create some real havoc for the opposition. But outside of him, um, I'm not seeing too many other players that, I'm going to see, and look, maybe it's early, maybe we still haven't seen that crop coming through, but I'm just worried to see who else is going to offer something in that position because it's never been so bare for me in all the years that I've followed Greek football to have such few options for our central uh, central attacking midfield position. Yeah. So outside of that, the rest of it doesn't really worry me. I think we've got some good centre-back options coming through, which is an area that I was initially at one stage worried about uh, a little while ago, but we got some we got some great wingers that we can pick from. There's some great midfielders which we can uh, put in there. I just wish this is why these friendlies that we saw nothing from um, it, it annoyed me. So there's some good talent coming through, especially from the Balkan academies. And you know we've got Vajanidis, who I really hope gets a, a shot at um, at, at in the near future because that guy's a weapon. He, he's a, a a real attacking fullback that can do some great stuff. Um, and then you've got, you know, your Jolis and your Limnios uh, who can cause havoc on the wings and score. Um, maybe striker. Maybe striker is another area where I'd love to probably see a bit more. Um, even when we, had, more even when we had killer strikers playing in Europe, you know, you can go back as far back as Maklas. Um They never translated to the ethnic your mother, uh, Mitroglu. Um, you know, on fire. Um, the only one that probably carried his form consistency consistently into the ethnic your mother was uh your samaras um but he was never and he really, played he was played as a winger he was, and he was as never a an, yeah that's right and he was he kind of played in wing front so he was never really uh one you know one or the other um Stephen, did you want to add to that question um it's everything's pretty much been said i mean yeah I feel like a golden generation implies that they've actually been successful in qualifying consistently. I like Belgium's last 10 years. That's a golden generation. Greece between 2004 to 2014, that's the golden generation. Yeah. And, and this generation is lost sadly. And there were so many talented players, but then there, there are a lot of people in the Greek game that should be held accountable for as to why these players didn't progress maybe as well as far as they could have and maybe on the players themselves for maybe not progressing their own careers as well you, as they you, should have you too. Look, you look at the last eight years, right? So you're minus eight years off these guys' ages. Fortuny's 30, Mandalos 31, Bacasetas 29, Siopis 28. These guys were all 20, 21, 22. When the older generation kind of like when we kind of think when the transition between our last major tournament and now. So... Even Savela was 26 at the time. So he was, you know, coming in. And as a centre-back, they, they kind of mature a little bit later. So um, it, it's an interesting topic. They're definitely not a golden generation. Maybe a golden generation for some, like uh, Manolas, who had an amazing career in Italy, um, you know, and, and made a huge record-breaking transfer move from uh, Roma to Napoli. Um, individually, yeah, collectively for the ethnic year, 
wasted generation, and I think they know that too, um, which is why a lot of them gave up playing for the ethnic year and just decided to cash in. Then you've got guys like Greg was saying, like Fefazidis, who who never really was given opportunities um, and, you know, cashed in early in his career and then came back to Greece and still wasn't given opportunities and just decided to cash in on again. So it, it, there's sometimes there's an element, I think, between the player but also because of the uncertainty and the, and the chopping and changing of coaches that we've had and, and all the distractions and everything in between, all that hasn't helped. So it's probably a bit of everyone's fault in that situation, not just the players there. Um, Greg, uh, Costa has another question here, and I know you do the stats with this um, for Hellas Football. So uh, another question for your podcast. Do you blame the fall of the ethnic your mother from big Greek clubs not playing enough Greek players? Should there be a rule to help include more Greek players? I'll answer that last section there because I think there's an EU law out there, of course, and I could be, I could be wrong, but I think there's, there's, there's a restriction to trade where cl- unless clubs make a, a agreement outside of it, you can't enforce a law where clubs can only pick a certain amount of players. So the league would have to say to themselves, um, we're going to do this and we're going to, we're going to do this for the greater good. Um, but I've never seen club bosses care for ethnic or mothers um, in world football. As much as they want, they, they do watch it. I'm sure uh, Meli, I'm sure uh, Marinakis um, and Savidis and, you know, and, um, uh, Alafuzos do care for the ethnic or mother as individuals, but I don't think they look at Pathnaikos, Olympiakos, Baok, Aek, and think to themselves, we need to play more Greek guys to get them into the ethnic or mother. That's a tough one there. Uh, but Greg, what do you reckon? Do you reckon that uh, the clubs are to blame? Or part Two parts of the- to it. Um, I think, yeah, to what you're saying, I actually blame the smaller clubs a bit more because, um, you know, the big clubs are going to trying to buy some good players but like I've said a few times you know we're playing about 30% starting 30% of Greek players in the league overall um, but the, and there's some clubs like Pasiannina Ofi uh, Ionikos Volos uh, um, and Volos no yeah. no Volos um, no. they're the three that come to mind Volos uh, no they're, they're down with one or two or maybe three Greek players if we're lucky. Oh, I thought you were saying clubs that don't play any Greek. Sorry, sorry. My no, 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 sorry, no. Yeah, these club, are the team. They're that, the few that, teams that do it. But do it. teams like yeah. Asteras, Volos, um, they're, the, they're the two that Atro- really stand Atromitos. Atromitos, Atromitos. Uh, Atromitos yeah, they're, they're 50-50. Yeah. Um, but uh, Volos, Actually, Asteras, Tripolis and Aris. Aris are probably the biggest team, eh? Oh, they're, they're, they're ter- they, they have haven't, no Greeks. Yeah, since I was doing it, they hadn't started the Greek or put one on a halftime, so... Um, I think that's a, a huge uh, problem that um, buying second and you watch I'm telling you I've said like watching our status play it's a horrible game and they're playing all these foreigners everywhere so um, massive issue there um, and uh, the other thing that I think stuffs up a little bit was in 2014 um, we were playing friendlies and just playing the same guys over and over we're talking guys in their mid-30s about to retire didn't give other younger players a go. So they're two things that um, stuff is Tiolis, uh, Alexandros Tiolis playing when he had no club consistently for the ethnic your mother was the, the, the I remember, yeah. <laughs> that absolutely killed me. That was Skibe. Um, obviously rated him. And, and Tiolis was one of the most gun players in the game at the time, well, in his peak, sorry, not at the time. So I understood one section, but it was almost a slap in the face to anyone that was trying to have a career where there's a guy that's literally has no club 
and he's playing and starting in ethnic girl mother matches. So I think a lot of going back to it, a lot of the generational problems started with Skibe um, when Santos got the bullet, and you know, and Skibe came in, and the subsequent coaches afterwards. Well, well this is my theory. George, that I, I imagine will be wrong, as I've said it now. Um, I have a small feeling that if we don't succeed at Euro 2024, Santos comes back. Yeah, you go back to a past not love. That he, not whether whether he should or not is, is another question, but I, I I could see I could see Ebor doing something like that. But again, this is a theory, and it probably won't happen now that I've said it. Look, oh, I, and let I, me I, tell you something. Santos was just as guilty as Poya. Yes. I know he had more success, but we, we stuck with the core group for edges. And this is... And I'm not he's not he's not out of this either, Santos. Like he played we played friendlies that were so hard to watch. We kept we were playing players that were just walk walking all game. And George, you mentioned how Fifth Azilis hardly got any chances back then. He used to come on with ten minutes to go. He nearly won us a game against Portugal with his yeah. He came on and just blew him away. Uh, he only came off. I mean, so. op- opportunistic goals as well in the World Cup was, um, if you remember, was what made us have that that good of a run, I guess. Um, as well with uh, Samaras, um, absolutely, you know, braining it and all that, and just being the cool as a cucumber in situations. So, yeah, Sa- uh, look, you see Santos now with the Portuguese team. That's not his side. That's Cristiano Ronaldo's team. And I, I can see Santos coming back to Greek football, club football. I think the ethnic your mother. I think he's too. Uh, 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 I think no, nah, no. Nah. You might as well bring Otto Rehangel back if you're going to go. If you're going to go that far back, and even Rehangel had his, uh, you know, even he had his, uh, you know, nuances there as well. So um, it's an interesting time there. But thank you for the question there, Costa. Um, really appreciate it, guys. There. Um, Greg, just a quick one there. Um, you got a blog that's coming out. It's a bit of a flashback, a bit of a memory. Do you want to give everyone a shout out before um, it gets published in the next day or so? Yeah, it's a detailed uh, game by game analysis of the 1998 qualifying campaign for France 98, where we came up against uh, Croatia and Denmark, uh, Bosnia. Uh, there was another team in there that I skips from mine right now, but um, one of the best generations of Greek players that um, went very close to qualifying for a World Cup. There's plenty of pictures and and um, YouTube links as well, so check it yes. out. Check it out. Check it out. It is a fantastic read. I was going through it today and and um, putting it all together there. So um, that'll be coming up in the next uh, in the next day or so there. Um, what's his title again, Greg? It's it's off the top of my head. I've lost it. Um, Which title, sorry? Uh, the, the Your blog. Oh, there it is. A knee away from the 98 World Cup. And some people probably remember why that's titled. And like exactly, that. and if you and if you know, you know. So um, check it out, guys. There's heaps of embedded videos, photos. It is a blast from the past. If you're an older person, uh, like Greg and myself, that remembers that era. If you're a younger guy um, that uh, doesn't, go back and and have a read and um, see what kind of a side that we had back then, which was an amazing one. Um, there, Greg had to run, Stephen. It's just me and you, mate. Um, Cyprus. Give us a rundown. Exactly. I was just about to say, George, <laughs> yeah. perfect. perfect for, the, timing. For, the, for the Greek Cypriots there um, that we love for during Hellas football, um, our brotherhood there goes long and deep. Ella, Stephen. Right. First game against uh, Bulgaria. Not a good game. Um, they haven't got an amazing team, Bulgaria, but they do have Despadov, who Olympiagos fans will know we were after him for ages because he absolutely destroyed us when he was playing, I think, for um, mm. Ludogorets and... That was pretty much a nothing game and it wasn't that interesting to watch, but there was some nice play from Cyprus. Then 
we come to the Israel game, which, <laughs> funnily enough, was broadcast at the exact same time as the opener to the World Cup. And yeah. as you can imagine, I chose the friendly match between Israel and Cyprus oh, over. So would I. So would I. <laughs> over the opener. Were you going to watch Qatar and it was and a <laughs> It was a really good game. I mean, it wasn't... Look, look, it's it's Cyprus and Israel. It's not going to be a quality game. You're not going to get a Champions League level game. But it, it for just kind of drama, it was great. Because Cyprus go 2-0 up in the first half an hour. And you, they go in half-time 2-0 up. And I think, oh, what, how are they going to mess this up? And they almost mess it up. Because it, within two minutes after the hour... Within two minutes just after the hour mark, it goes to 2-2. Because they... Israel score and then from kickoff they get the ball back and then immediately go up the, the pitch and equalize and cast yeah, yeah. up. And then very, very Cypriot. Very oh massively. I almost wasn't <laughs> surprised. And then Michalis Joannou scores a late um a late winner in the 82nd minute and and Cyprus get a win. And look again, friendly, so it doesn't mean much, but yeah, it's yeah. Israel are one of those teams that are, are, are pretty decent at the European level and and Cyprus have, I'm pretty sure Cyprus have beaten them in the past. So yeah, it was it was a good result. Um, and and uh, I guess this leads on to Cyprus qualifying campaign. They've got a horrible group, which I don't think they'll do anything in. But yeah. look, anything's possible <laughs> unless it's Cyprus. There you go, Christos Wheeler. Always like that. Uh, yes, Christos a, Wheeler played. Yeah, a good, a good Englishman went to Cyprus on a holiday and met himself. <laughs> <laughs> a nice, exactly. a nice woman, and uh, decided to stay there. Um, even Gogic, I mean Gogic, I remember. I think it was his old man that was a. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Is his dad um, still? Is his is his dad still um, affiliated with Cypriot football? I don't know. I'll have to have a look. But one thing I will say is, well, George, so many people, so many play uh, clubs, sorry, are sleeping on uh, Grigoris Gastonos. He's so good. And I know he plays. I know it's Cyprus, and I know he's playing. I think he's playing in Italy right now because he's still at Juventus player, if you can believe it. Mm. <laughs> um, but I, I honestly think he could be playing at a, a much better level than he is right now. You know, again, I, I don't think he's an elite player, but I, I th- certainly think he could be in a better league and playing as a as a starter for a better um, team. He so he um, he's. Um, his Juventus contract ran out, and he's now okay, at Salernitana, um, who are kicking it in the top division there. Um, and he's played six matches for them. I don't have his I don't have his stats handy, but um, yeah, so he's a 24 year old midfielder there. Castanos had one game for Juventus, so he actually got he broke into the I Juventus off of that yes. one game, um, and they lost that that one game. There you go. So but, um, yeah, one keep an eye. Well, he's played 45 matches. For the ethnic, yeah. for the uh, the Cypriot uh, national, yeah, side. yeah, he's, so. he's played from a young age, and he's always, no matter which managers come in, he's always been picked, and he's always been mm. kind of one of the talismanic players, and yeah, I, I can't, I can't sing his praises more. Uh, I almost see him as like uh, maybe not exactly the same, but I almost see him as like a, a Cypriot Fortunis, you know, in yeah. a way of how he plays. You know, he's just yeah. got kind of that low, low center of gravity, bigger swag, bit of swagger to his game. They'll have to keep, yeah. an, keep an eye out for him there. So. um Oh, there you go. So lots of mixed results for uh, the Greeks and the Cypriots there, but lots to work yeah. on. And that's why we love our football. Stephen, I think that's it, eh? Yes, and now it's just kicking back and watching Olympiagos sell 12 players and watching the World Cup. <laughs> 
Mm. So that's, that's well, I, I, I need a break from Nick Yakos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Where> we all. <laughs> I just, but yeah, anyway, we won't we won't bore people with it. There's a great the Argentina kick off their their World Cup campaign in the in the next hour or so, I believe. Um, and I'll be watching that for sure. Yeah. So Argentina versus Saudi Arabia um, in one hour and eighteen minutes. So if I can put my children to sleep um, and my daughter doesn't want to, you know, cry and whatever, I'll sit back and and watch the Argies hopefully. Uh, have a have a good game there. So, sure. um, Stephen, I think that's it, my friend. Uh, I believe so. Good chatting. Uh, you sound very dusty, so you probably went out and celebrated uh, uh, a nice win for um, England. Uh, so, are they singing? Uh, are you bringing it home yet? Are the fans singing it yet? Or, uh, I, or, you know or, they, or it's, been, or it's but, coming home? What was it? Bring but, it coming home. It's, or, oh, it's coming home. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, look. <laughs> I, after after England playing well and my friends going from being pessimistic to absolutely certain that England are going to win everything ever, I definitely needed a few drinks. So yeah, no, good on you, good on you. Yeah, well, I've got Australia to look forward to playing France uh, in the coming in the to, this evening. To, they say well tomorrow, yeah, for our yeah. tomorrow. So um. Hoping that Australia has some magic in them and the French take us for granted. Um, but I think it's going to be a long 90 minutes um, for my socceroos as well there. So, um, yeah, international football. Eh, about as good as our club football these days. But anyway, yeah, what can we do? At least Australia made it. If only Greece was there, so I can be supporting the ethnic your mother and True. Cyprus as well. But you know, so, that's a big ask. <laughs> well, why not? You know, you got to dream big. Anyway, Stephen, good to chat to you. Um, Greg, Greg had to run. His uh, little boy was um, making some uh, funky noises in the background there, trying to get his attention. So he had to do a runner, guys. There, but thank you again for everyone listening. Um, we get heaps of messages um, from people that listen to the podcast and they thank us for it. So, And we really, really, truly appreciate it. If you can take a minute to give us a five-star review um, on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, um, that would be much appreciated. There was an issue with Apple Podcasts uh, last week that was out of our hands and it wasn't loading. So hopefully that was fixed. I tried to contact Apple, but um, I guess we're small fry because they didn't get back to me. So I don't know what's going on there. Um, but if you are having issues with the podcast, please let us know, guys. Um, um, apparently it's working now again, so I don't know what happened there. But it's on all major podcast players and you can get it directly from anchor as well so um but yeah if you have trouble finding it please let us uh please shoot us a dm um or ask us a question and we can certainly shoot you a link there um thanks again Stephen. thank you see you guys bye-bye